Welcome to the WW News Today podcast, episode six. My name is Eric Morton. With me, as always, is Tom Corliss, famous Disney aficionado. So we'd like to thank you for joining us today. Lots of good stuff is going on in the Disney community. Tom is excited for Fantasy Springs. Oh, we hear that, yeah. He's a... People asked if you're in a, if you're a Wigs member, uh, the Wigs are joining us right now. We are filming this live for the Wigs, and then this will be edited and yeah. and uploaded to YouTube for the rest of the general public. Uh, in a few, it'll be airing in a few days. But if you're a Wigs member at the uh, five or seven dollars and up, there's no five, there's no five dollar level. So the seven dollars and up level, seven. then you can watch us do this nonsense live. As Tom and said, we I have, have the chat up. So. Yeah. We have the chat up. We'll be responding to the wigs as we do this. And today we're going to talk about unbuilt Disney attractions. These are things that were in the works, were discussed, were publicized, that people knew about. Different levels just, of that. Right, yeah. didn't, yeah, different levels of, of that. But things that didn't do that, there are so many of these that we may be doing multiple parts. We will be doing Yeah, them. today's is just, multiple I think episodes. today's episode is just Epcot from 2017 to now. <laughs> There's that much to talk about. And you know we're serious because, as Tom observed, I'm wearing my podcast glasses. The pod glasses. They, I'm, they're different this time. You notice, right? They have these little silver. I have the clear ones, and I have. I can't make up my mind. I, yeah. So I'm not like, even though I had glasses when I was very young, I always hated them. I would lose them. They would mm. get broken, all yeah. this stuff. I've never been good about wearing them. I decided I would be better off being blind than wearing glasses because I just didn't like them. I didn't like the way they as someone look. who is actually blind, I assure you that's a mistake. But what you forget about is they're very expensive. Mm. And vision insurance is not really – vision insurance is like a coupon, right? Yeah. They'll cover some of it. But so I went to the eye doctor and I got glasses and I want to wear them. I wear them sometimes when I work on a computer or when I'm doing that kind of stuff. And then I got – and they're so expensive. And they're so overpriced. And they're brand name. There's some brand name. I don't even know. expensive. Stigmatism. Look at the thickness. Yeah. Look at the thickness on those. There, there's a lot of material in there. These they also, had to mine to a lot of quartz for due. those. These are real beat up. So they're super. They're like four or five hundred bucks. And I look, and there's some. They're brand name. They're like um, I have the other ones. Uh, Mont Blanc. I think they make pens. They sure as hell don't advertise themselves as someone that makes precision eyewear. Yes. So this is somebody. Producers of find the pen. This is somebody eyewear. probably Luxottica, you know, just making glasses and going, we'll slap your name on them and charge 500 bucks. And they're like, I'm in. So then I was like, well, give me my prescription. I went to like some website, uh, Zenny, I think, where you could just make cheap glasses. And these, I like these better. I see better with they these. They look good. Oh, thank you very much. I got to go get mine. I got to get my appointment. You should go to Zenny. Who? Zenny.com. They, they'll, they'll give you glasses for like 75 bucks. I got to go to the eye doctor. It's time no, no, no. You, what you do is you have your eye. Dude, go to the eye doctor. I, they already sucked 500 bucks out of me wow. for the first pair. Right? But you go, give me my prescriptions, like on a piece of paper. Yeah. And then you go to like Zenny.com and they size your face. And my, in my case, they're like, wow, you have a huge fat face. I was like, yeah. So there's only four pairs of glasses that we think will look good on you. You look at them. You put in your prescription. You give them 75 bucks. They're there in like a week. Are they a sponsor of this week's podcast? No, they're not. We sound like one of those podcasts now. I don't know if they're high quality glasses, but I just think, especially for like computer work, I think these are a little this better. A, I don't. This they don't look ad. as good, right? But this whatever. Uh, but you know who is a sponsor of the show? Who is Carousel of Products? They are, 
and they have a new product, which by the time you're watching this is out. It's this year's Gertie shirt, Santa Gertie, and it's a Jollywood Nights one. And those Jollywood Nights. I love it. And People love Gertie. Jollywood Hills. <laughs> I love Gertie. Who doesn't love Gertie? She's I looking, love that it has. She's the, looking so right. Has the artwork down the sleeve? I really it dig does, that. The footprints from Echo Lake. And oh the, yeah. And the ornament, and then Jolly Holly Days with the footprint in the front. It's long sleeve, right for this time of year, right? All those. They might be sold out by the time you're watching this. I have no idea. They will sell very quickly. They I'm go sure. quick, so sure. we keep plugging this. It's just going to be. Um, is it's if you're watching if you're wig watching right now they got delayed the fulfillment place is very strict and unless they have the product in their possession for 48 hours will not allow us to list it on the website they're kind of a pain in the behind oh they're in quarantine the shirts are being quarantined it's something where they, sure they double they're... check the quantity and it takes them 48 hours you have to the the good thing is the fulfillment company that sends out the carousel products merchandise so People get it super fast. I think two to three days most people get their stuff, which is a turnaround that I don't think anyone else is doing, at least in the Disney community. So um, that's the nice part. The The bad part is, is sometimes we try to hit a certain day to release a shirt, and then they're like, no, not yet. Maybe tomorrow. Like some days we tell people on news today they can go get this shirt. And we did that and twice. And then they go, we week. can't get it. Yeah. But yeah. now they're ready. They're waiting. They're they're The second we post about it on social media. They're going to grab them. But again, by the time you're watching this, if you're not a Wigs member, you're watch, not watching this live, they might be gone. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So we did, a couple of years ago, March Madness on WW News Tonight, which has a, uh, it's over on the WWNT.TV channel, a slightly smaller audience maybe than this channel. So the reason I mention that is just because we've done, some of these will sound familiar to some it's people. It's a good show and more people should watch it. We put a lot of work into it. No one goes over there. Please go over there. <laughs> but we have recapped some of these, but these are very interesting. There will be some new wrinkles that we could talk about or different things. Yeah. But essentially Disney attractions that were never built. Yeah. Some people know about a lot of them. Some people know, like, obviously, recently you know about Mary Poppins. You know about the entire Play Pavilion. You know about all kinds of stuff that's been canceled just in the last couple of years. Well, as I said, Epcot 2017 and now, that's today's, today's theme. I'm joking. It's not. It's funny because I remember uh, reading an article a few years ago, back in like 2010. It's like, here's all the stuff that's coming. And like a lot of that stuff, almost everything on that list made it, right? You yeah. have all the stuff in New Fantasyland. You have, well, that was the bulk of it, right? There were all, there were all kinds well, of things. Yeah, the, tw the 2009 Expo, they announced new Star Tours and new Fantasyland and Remember Correct. Else. There wasn't much else. They, no, they did some dining experiences. They had, uh, let me see, Main Street Electrical Parade coming back. Um, well, some more minor stuff, but like big projects. Patina stuff, new restaurants. Um, yeah, Via Napoli was the next Via year. Via Napoli. Yeah. Uh, Best Friends, the pet store, or pet... Um, pet the pet care center. The pet care center that can, my poppy the goes best, there sometimes. For the best care a pet can get. Wait, that's Petland discount, sorry. Uh, makeover or Castaway Key. I don't really know what they did there, but I'm sure I they did remember. something... Um, obviously, new cruise ships, the Dream and the Fantasy, uh, those all right. came out. Yeah. Star Tours, 3D. Um, it was Star Tours 2 was yeah. the name at the time. And they showed us the pod racing scene, which was fun because for for like a decade, people were like, they're going to replace Star Tours with a pod racing ride. And then Disney trolled us by showing only the pod racing scene of Star Tours. So everyone went, 
oh, we're getting the pod racing right. ride just really late. Uh, that's also when they announced things like Flamingo Crossings. They announced mm. um, the Four Seasons was going to be like the anchor yeah. resort there. Uh, the one glaring well, exception. Four Seasons is a Flamingo Crossing. That's Golden Oak. Two different areas. Two different things, right? Yeah. I'm sorry if my language confused you. I got excited. Um, the one thing that didn't, the one glaring exception is the bowling center. Do you remember this? It was going to be like one of the biggest bowling alleys in the world. Yeah. It was going to be like over 100 lanes. They had already come to an agreement with like the National Arts. Bowling Congress yeah. or something to have the U.S. Open and all kinds. Of, like some of these tournaments were 20 weeks long. In other words, they were yeah. just going to churn and burn more people in and out of wide world of sports. It was going to be over wide world of sports area. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I think this is uh, probably the recession and all this stuff. Maybe the financing the fell through for it. The sponsor dropped out. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing that didn't happen. That's not really an attraction. It's not really part of this show, but it is worth mentioning. But it that, begins a string of bowling alley cancellations that eventually end with the construction of Splitsville. Because then when Hyperion Wharf – I don't know if we have Hyperion Wharf in here because it's not an attraction. Um, Hyperion Wharf, which was the Pleasure Island replacement that was announced and has concept art. Actually, there's a, uh, a big concept art board at my desk. Actually, I don't know where to put it yet. It's still sitting there um, with the concept art. Um, the Pleasure Island replacement. Later, we found concept art of a with Disney's Galactic Bowling was the name. We had to take the concept art down because, in usual, you know, typical fashion, an artist made art. It wasn't used, and then they put it on their portfolio on the internet where people can find it. And then you put it up, and then they're grumpy about it. They're like, "This isn't supposed to be shared." I was like, "Well, you you shared it. If it's only for people to see who you want to hire you, then you should just send it to them rather than." Post it with open access on the internet. And no artist ever likes when you say that to them. But nonetheless. <laughs> I wonder um, why. Well, because, it, I mean, if, I, somebody if I'm worried about my future employment opportunities, mm -hmm. I'm probably not on the internet posting anything that I could get in trouble for. No. Uh, at the same time, they probably don't expect that their artwork is going to be picked up by a news organization that's getting millions of page views. Yeah, maybe not. But whatever. still, I mean... Uh, if you're working for a company like Disney that had you sign 47 and a half NDAs, um, I would I would think you don't want to piss them off if you want to work for them again. It's possibly that true. art is you know you were contracted to do it, you did it. To you know if Disney decides 20 years from now to use your art, I mean it's their property, right? So we were going to get 100 lanes of bowling. What we got was Splitsville, which is uh, was like 20 or something. And now they've even chopped some of those out and built that yeah. bamboo bar. So yeah, maybe there's not out, as much demand for bowling as they anticipate. I think there's demand for bowling. I just think per square foot you make a lot more money with a bar. I, I see it making sense out there at Wide World of Sports, though, right? Especially oh, it's yeah. and they financed by somebody else and they have all this stuff. They could have had major competitions there. Yeah, absolutely made sense for the portfolio. Because they have yeah. most sports covered, like maybe not – I guess tennis. There's not really tennis. Remember, they have the. Well, that's they there. have the like USTA tennis center is in Orlando. I don't know where yeah, it is. Yeah. It's in Orlando. It's a big deal if you're yeah. into tennis. I don't think tennis is as popular as it was maybe in the 80s and 90s, but it's. I'm sure that would attract people. The only uh, things pickleball I've, maybe pickleball maybe the only things I'm I've been to a wide thing. world of sports. I've been to Brave Spring Training, uh, and the NFL Experience back in the 90s. Yeah. Those are the two things I've been to there. I went to. Um, well, see. I registered like registration for the half marathon. Yeah, back when I wasn't quite this out of shape, uh, still out of shape back then. Um, oh my god! 
Don't worry, I have a Peloton now. I'm, I'll be in shape lickety split. Wow. Um, I went there for the registration. I've been there for uh, Buccaneers um, training camp, was there for a few years back when John Gruden was the coach. I'm sure Disney loved his voice echoing through the place, dropping F-bombs and everything else. Uh, and I've been to some cheerleading competitions and a Kansas versus Michigan State basketball game. Like, they had a Thanksgiving basketball tournament. Okay. Other than that. They, they, those cheer, that's what they want. They want the cheerleaders yeah. in the soccer tournament so they can run them just. The other times I've been to White World of Sports were mostly for pin releases. The store used to be used for pin releases. I think one year it was the turkey hunt, what they used to do for Thanksgiving, was there was a they, essentially a cardboard board to put pins on. And you had to go to several locations to finish the set. And one year it was the store at Wide World of Sports, which was weird. Um, then there was a year where they did like an event at Wide World of Sports. There were a bunch of sports-related pins that came out there with Disney characters. Weird. But that's, of course, that's a majority of my experience with a sports complex. Um, it's funny because all these people, I'm sure, think, what a great way to print money, right? You get all these people to get their their youth football team or cheerleading yeah. squad or dance team or whatever out at Wide World of Sports. You have a fundraiser so they can go. Yeah. They have a million car washes so the kids can afford to go. And then, boom, Disney's got them for a few days. Yeah. They put them into hotels. They're in the parks. They're buying stuff. All this stuff. What I didn't realize until I went to the cheerleading event is also then they hit you for 75 bucks to get in and watch your kid in the cheerleading wow. thing that you saved all the money to send them to yeah. do. So quite the business plan. I don't know how that would work for bowling. I got way off track. So uh, Nikon asked if anyone catch uh, anyone caught a race at the old IndyCar racetrack, but that was at Magic Kingdom. That was the parking Yeah, that was the parking lot yeah. of Magic Kingdom. It's a lake now. I once did the, the free pass holder ride along there. Really? Yeah, when that was a thing, I did the free ride along. Yeah. How fast did you go? I don't know. One twenty-five. I think something that was... like that. It was pretty. Never other did than it. having to suit up and get into the car, it was pretty unmemorable. I don't know. Pretty unremarkable. It was fine. It was. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I saw it before it didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. The Richard Petty driving. Experience. I never. I never went. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird thing where they did free pass holder. I was like, I gotta see this. Yeah. Shall we get to the actual unbuilt Disney attractions, Tom? The first sure. one is a doozy. First well, the one first is, one is, is rightfully well so the first one, right? I think it's the most famous of all, right? You want to you want to tell everyone about it? You want me to read this? Do you want to? Want to read the whole backstory? Yeah, I they, can, this is the only one with a really long backstory. I can go basic. I don't need a breakdown of scene by scene, but I could just give you the basics. I don't even need to look at this. Okay. Um, the Western River Expedition. So. You've heard this story a million times, I'm sure. And if you haven't, then where have you been? Um, but Pirates of the Caribbean opened in 1967 at Disneyland. Of course, Walt Disney, you know, was the last attraction he oversaw before he passed away. It opened, you know, not – he essentially wrote it. He essentially experienced the attraction. He saw what it was going to be. Um, and so they filmed stuff with him where he previewed the ride in – what was it? The Tencennial of Disneyland. Um him and, and the ambassador, Julie Ream, they, they did the whole walkthrough. And so so it was one of those things Walt Disney promised, like Epcot. It's like, you know, we're building Pirates of the Caribbean, and you go through this town, and it's on fire, and blah, blah, blah. And so a, a whole generation of people, like you said, uh, before we went on the air, Eric, we were talking about old television. There wasn't a whole lot to watch, right? So pretty much when, when Uncle Walt was on TV on Sunday, most of the country was tuned in. And so most of the country saw him talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. And so when Disney World opened in 1971, people showed up and were like, where's the pirate ride? 
I'm like we don't we don't have that. That's at Disneyland. They're like, oh, but he said there'd be a pirate ride. They didn't think people were interested in Florida because we we're close to the Caribbean, right? Yeah, and so the answer was or like Mark the Caribbean, as we say when we're not talking about Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. My favorite Imagineer of all time, Mark Davis, um, responsible for you know the, the Jungle Cruise as you know it, the funny Jungle Cruise, Country Bear Jamboree, a lot of Haunted Mansion, a lot more of Tiki Room than he's given credit for. Um, you know, he was like, well, I. Instead of doing pirates, we should do we should do Western pirates. So a ride the scale and scope of Pirates of the Caribbean, but in the old West, right? It it was one of the things they hadn't done, right? They they, they had done a lot of the. I think in a lot of way taken taken the, um, the genres of amusement park, right? Like what what would appear in amusement park? Like maybe you have a haunted house, and you have a you know pirate thing, and you you know all these. These genres, right? But the Old West, obviously, Frontierland, the biggest land at Disneyland when it opened. Um, but it was very basic back then, right? There wasn't an e-ticket. The Jungle Cruise was the e-ticket in 55. You could go to Disneyland and Frontierland. You rode, you rode a stagecoach. You rode a pack mule, like a live mule, by the way. Um, you could get on a riverboat. Like it was, it was all, it was not Row anything. Row your own canoe. Yeah, it was not anything at the level of like pirates or mansion, like those came later. And so it was a natural progression for someone to be like, we should we should do a big Western ride in in the quality of like a mansion and the style of like a Pirates of the Caribbean. And that was Mark's answer for Florida. The other funny thing is like Mark drew up and a bunch of other people drew up very different attractions for Florida that didn't happen, right? And I'm sure we'll talk about some of the other ones. But I think the idea was they wanted to do a bunch of new stuff for Disney World. And then when Walt passed, and Roy took over. Roy, being a money guy, was like, well, we've proven these things are successful at Disneyland. We're going to do a lot of those things. But one of the things they didn't do was Pirates of the Caribbean. And so pretty much immediately they were bombarded with complaints and had to do Pirates of the Caribbean. And Mark Davis, who didn't really want to do it, had to drop another Pirates of the Caribbean, which would be smaller and cheaper. And, you know, and Mark would fix some things that he wanted to fix with it. Right, like he didn't want you going up a waterfall. He's like, that makes no sense. Why are we Why are we going up a waterfall? I don't I don't understand. And so he wanted to fix that. So Mark had to build a Pirates of the Caribbean. He didn't really want to do it, but he got he got to fix a couple of the things he wanted to fix. Right. So they you go up the waterfall at Disneyland. There was no way around it because of the way it was built. Right. It was right. built. They were doing a walkthrough. They dug it out, and then suddenly in the middle, we're like, "We have animatronics and a boat ride system. This should be a boat ride with animatronics." And they're like, "Well, these rooms are built." They're like, "I guess we'll drop people through the rooms and get them out to the big show building." Um, and so Disney World didn't need to do that, so they didn't. And so you don't go up the waterfall. Little things like that. Mark changed the ending. He didn't like the ending in California, so he made the new ending in Florida, which maybe wasn't as good as the California one anyway. Um, doesn't exist anywhere anymore. And uh, by ending, you mean the, the people that are like shooting guns up. on the cannon. Well, that's the our, yeah, but the the, the Florida one where the guys the, the guys were tied up in the treasure room, right? Right. Yeah, which isn't in the Disneyland one. It was kind of in the Tokyo when it got changed a little bit. It's kind of still there in Tokyo, I guess. Tokyo is this weird amalgamation, actually, of the two endings. We won't. We're getting way off. Way, of course. Well, it's interesting because we, I think, think it's almost a consensus here that the one at Disneyland is is far superior to the one in Florida. The one at Disney World is terrible. It's the worst and one. Yet I have a friend who swears the opposite. He thinks the one in Disneyland has a bunch of dead space with no moving figures where you're just going through a cave for the sake of going through a cave. I actually like that part. 
Um, it gives you know. an attract right. What what they don't do anymore is give attractions time to breathe, right? right. Pirates send you in. You get lost in a world because you spend you you know you go down the waterfall and you're in the cave and it, you have all this time to build suspense and 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 narrative and story. I agree. Yeah. Right, and that's the magic of it. Is that that's why I've always been a pirates person, and like, don't get me wrong, I love haunted mansion to death, but wow, but I we're you know we're, there's two types of people. Right? Either pirates is your favorite, or mansion's your favorite. I've always been a pirates guy, and it's because I love that it's so long, and you really get lost in this world for a while, and it's yeah, I mean it's so immersive. Right? I don't I think I've ever chosen word. really between the two. I think I've I've always had a pirate. You're a mansion. Guy. Well, no, I had a pirate. Bar in my old house yeah. and a haunted well, mansion like both, dining but you, room. But which one is your fit? And you now gotta, I have a haunted mansion bedroom because I don't have as many rooms. I don't. There's got to be. No you got to like one more than the other. Slightly. I think I like the aesthetic of the pirate uh, pirates more. Yeah. I think the mansion also like we've talked. Both of these are prolific amounts of merchandise have come out in the last fifteen yeah. years. So it's not as fun anymore. It used to be kind of you felt like pirates doesn't get that much love. Pirates is. Yeah, they get a lot of generic pirate a merchandise. Bit. Yeah, they're just generic pirate. Other than my pig leg Pete plush, that's sitting over there. Um, someone in the in the chat was saying, "Oh, well, you're riding a boat through the desert. That doesn't make sense." This the the ride I River. think was set to start on the banks of the Mississippi. Right, yeah. you're traveling rivers, the westward expanse of the U.S. Mm-hmm. You're not just out in the Old West. That's yeah. not what Western River. Uh, expedition was about it's like like pirates and mansion it's an amalgamation of all the ideas what are all the ideas people have about haunted houses what are all the ideas people have about pirates what are all the p- ideas people have about the old west right and it's it's an amalgamation it's a little bit of everything in there yeah um which is what those attractions did it took like all the things you thought you knew about a topic and and put them in a playful you know fun experience um but yeah so they built pirates and through all of this mark believed he would still get to build Western River because they left the land out there. So what eventually became Big Thunder and Splash, um, in, in some in one one of those cases, many, many years later, um, was the land earmarked for Western River. So you'd look out across Tom Sawyer Island and there would be this giant mountain, which would have been the biggest building Dry Gulch. They had built. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Dry Gulch? No, Thunder Mesa. Many following scenes take place in a fictional town. Fictional town. Well, that's inside. That's in the building. Yeah, Thunder Mesa. Thunder Mesa is the yeah. So there is some validity to this thing about like oh, riding through the desert. But no, it starts with like rivers and westward expansion of the United States. Why is someone saying that when literally the Frontierland has a river in the middle of it? If the river makes sense in the middle of Frontierland, it makes sense in the ride. Like you know, you'll get no argument from me on that. Let's not not be ridiculous. Something I'm willing to fight about. Um, so the idea was, it was this, it was this mega structure, right? And this is always the story of these mega structures. Any, and this is the beginning of that, where someone came up with a giant building that was going to house a bunch of attractions and it didn't happen. And then like 10 more times in the history of WDI, we go through this, whether it's Indiana Jones or Space Mountain, Discovery Mountain in Paris or whatever the case may be. Several times people are like, we're going to build this mega structure and inside of it, there's multiple attractions. And the Western River was that, right? It was primarily the boat ride, but also there would have been a, there would have been a trail for like horse rides or pack mule or whatever. Um, there would have been a runaway train roller coaster ride as part of it also. Um, a lot of different things. And but but that was Mark's big vision was I'm going to get to do this right, and it was it was so set in stone that of course the early um, the the pictorial souvenirs on the back page said it was coming. If you went to the Walt Disney Story, 
on Main Street USA. The model was there with an animatronic owl from the ride. They already built the owl, and Hoot Gibson was telling you about what you'd experience years later when you came back and rode the Western River Expedition. Um, Needless to say, it never happened. They kept pushing Mark off. Then there was the oil crisis. They decided to do Space Mountain instead, Um, you know, capitalizing, of course, what was the moon landing, 69? Um, so like, that's what people wanted at the time was space, right? And they were like, well, Walt also had this idea for the space ride. This seems like a really good time to do it. And they did. And then Mark was still convinced he'd get to do Western River. And in the meantime, his protege at the time, which was a fellow by the name of Tony Baxter, was working with him a little bit on the project. Tony was in charge of the little runaway mine roller coaster, which was a small part of the project. And the project morphed, right? The mine train was more integrated at first. Then there was a version, you'll find art out there where there's the Thunder Mesa building and then Big Thunder essentially is next to it. It's They're separated, but together. And then eventually, Tony may or may not have pitched just the mine train ride. And yeah, management not? may have said that that seems There doable. aren't enough runaway mine Rides in the world. I Something say. that a lot of amusement parks had done at that point. Yeah, uh, there's um, one again, by done the way, at a level that's a higher level. There's one, by the way. I just have to mention um, at Silver Dollar City mm. called uh, Fire in the Hole, and it just celebrated oh, yeah. its 50th anniversary. They're redoing it, right? I, yeah, I saw they shut it down. Yeah. It's 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 done. And um, I don't actually I don't know if Silver Dollar City is. And they might still be open for a few more days, uh, yeah. so maybe that ride is still open. But it it is. Uh, May it rest in peace. They're going to totally redo it. Totally. But it'll still be fire in the hole, right? It's going to be called fire in the hole, but it's but it'll be different. all new. Okay. Right? So uh, I actually know someone through someone who is uh, works for the company that's going to be doing a lot of the scenery and stuff. Oh, there. cool. So cool. So that's a big – when you talk about – talk to anybody that's been to Silver Dollar City, they all say fire in the hole. I need to go. I even think Dollywood has some runaway mine they all do. type Six of thing. Six Flags Great Adventure yeah. had a, a – garbage version of it. I think it might still be there. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, the, but the idea was, was uh, you know, much greater storytelling, right? They're going to build a mountain and there will be animatronics. We have two mine roller coasters just at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, but either way, you know, obviously that, that begins, uh, Mark Davis becomes very disillusioned with the company. He works a bit on Epcot Center, but not a whole lot. Um, you, were, you know, Ward Kimball, Gets credited a lot with World of Motion. Most of it's actually Marks. That was there's a lot of Mark. Did Mark make the sea serpent of motion? I don't know. But like the other funny thing about like Western River is, is several things end up getting built, right? So like um, there's the the Buffalo in in Listen to the Land. Yep. Those are those were designed for Western River. That's why they exist. Um, but anyway, so like Mark thought that was going to happen. Tony Baxter probably stabbed him in the back. We don't. It's been you know everyone has their theories about what exactly happened. Did Tony go behind his back and sell the project? Blah blah blah. But either way, Mark, you know, Mark is, is not around much from that point on. Right. Um, and that's what happened to the Western River Expedition. It kind of, I think, once Big Thunder was approved, that's that's the end of the story. Western River. Wasn't going to happen. That happened in 80, and then the rest of the Western River plot was taken in 1992 for Splash. But um, there's you can go down a rabbit hole, Western River. There's a lot of concept art out there. There's models. There's maquettes. 
Um, there's uh, D23 did a full ride through essentially using art and music they found a couple years ago, which I think was the, that was the only the D23 events have been declining in quality, the Destination Ds. Yeah. That one, like I remember being like, this was worth the price of admission. This is very, very cool. Um, but yeah, Western River, I think the most famous unbuilt Disney ride probably of all time, even though now we're over 50 years later. Uh, Nikan in the Wake's chat said, there are so many mine train coasters that there's a Wikipedia page just for mine train yeah. roller coasters. It's a genre, right? right. Yeah. All right, next up we have the Atlantis Expedition. Oh, boy. The ride would have been a retheming of the submarine voyage, which had closed in 1998. This is Disneyland, yeah. um, based on the movie Atlantis, The Lost Empire. It would have also replaced the Autopia. Uh, guests would have yeah. been able to use a mechanical arm that extended out into the water from their submarine window to grab gold coins and gems lining the seafloor. Obviously, the movie tanked. I don't know that that's exactly why they canceled the ride, but it has to be a contributing factor, right? I think that's exactly why they canceled it. Um, but like, like, so they closed the submarine voyage bef right. way before Atlantis came out, right? Um, and then people actually have photos. There's photos on the internet. You can go look this up. There are photos of like the load area of the submarine voyage covered with a tarp, and mm -hmm. it says Atlantis expedition coming whenever. Right. So it was... It was a thing that was happening. It was announced, um, and I think maybe you're seeing the concept art now. I assume we had it in the piece, um, but it's really cool concept art. There's like a mountain and stuff, and it's really yeah. neat. Instead, 2007, we get the uh, Finding Nemo submarine voyage. voyage. So, which it's good that the subs still exist. I'm yeah. happy they. Exist. I like that the subs are still there. It's a shame Atlantis failed, right? And so we talked to. Um, Do you like the movie? Um, no. I talked to um, someone we're going to have at the event in, in May, Marcelo Vignali, who has the unique – I think he's the only person to ever do it. Like so many people in the history of WDI started in Disney animation and moved to right. Red, right? Marcelo went the other way. Marcelo worked at WDI and then moved to feature huh. animation. So Marcelo was there during Atlantis and we, when, I, when I did the call with him to set up the – you know, him appearing at the event – we talked about Atlantis a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I remember being super excited to go see that and thinking, like, wow, they're finally doing a big action movie, an right. epic. This is an animation. This is going to be unbelievable. And then the movie ends, and it was like, oh, Disney can make bad movies. Because that was – you got to remember, I grew up in, in the Disney decade, right? So my – I'm born, and The Little Mermaid happens. Right. Right? So I don't Are get you, to like, indirectly taking credit for this? I'm born, and then The Little Mermaid happened. So I, I only grew up with successful Disney movies. They were only a successful studio, really, to that point. And then mm -hmm. I didn't – that never struck me that I could go see a Disney movie and not like it. Yeah, I was they, born in the 70s. There are plenty of – Yeah, you knew. Yeah. <laughs> you knew it was possible. I did not. And I saw Atlantis was like, oh, all right. And then Marcelo talked about that a little bit, how they, they like – they knew there were some story problems and just – I think that would have been a cool attraction. I don't that would know. Have been fantastic. I don't know how much the arms grabbing stuff yeah. added to it. I get it. They wanted to make things interactive for people. I think that would have yeah, just it was caused it an to break down. To sell more often. stuff, you could right. buy the stuff you picked up off the floor. Yeah. Uh, here's another one people talk about a lot. Yeah. The Mount Fuji roller coaster at Epcot. Another super famous one. Inspired by proposals to bring a version of the Matterhorn to a planned Switzerland pavilion, the yeah. Japan pavilion was to receive a gigantic. 
uh, recreation of Mount Fuji. As with most Disney mountains, this mountain would have contained a roller coaster ride. In fact, it would have been Epcot's first, a title that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind eventually claimed. We did this so long ago that it said it will claim instead. You know, it hadn't happened yet. Yeah, it had not happened when we wrote this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, okay, so they, maybe, maybe it's a myth. One thing I heard about was allegedly be, due to their relationship with Kodak, the food, the name Fuji was kind of a problem. Yeah. I don't know if that's true because food, obviously, back, back in the day, film was a big deal, right? Yeah. Now everybody just walks around with a Especially camera. Especially at a theme picture in their pocket. What's that? Especially at a theme park. It was like yeah. the number one selling thing in a theme park was film. Right. Yeah. And then they would have little places like the Kodak there were stores photo of, spot where so, you would take a, pic, a yeah. good spot to take but a picture. But it'll blow your mind. There were photography stores. Parks had not right. only just a primary one, there were often secondary ones, right? Yeah. The Crow's Nest, which is now where you do um, Pirate's Adventure, Treasure of the yeah. Seven Seas, that sign-up location. That was a secondary film store. Yeah. A little kiosk. Yeah. Yeah. So Kodak paid a lot of money to Disney to be their official yeah. film provider and yeah. have their film sold exclusively in the parks. So the the idea of their competitor, whose name is Fuji, being in there was probably a problem. I don't know Same if that, reason Figment was in green. Yeah. Remember, Figment was in green because Kodak, that, that's like, that's Fuji's color. We're in, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. And then he became purple, which I think in the end was absolutely the right decision because green dragons are a dime a dozen purple dragons. Not so much. So I think it was, I still think it would be interesting. There's a giant show building, basic room for a giant show building back there in Japan. Well, there is a giant show building. But that wasn't we'll talk for about the Mount that. Fuji no, coaster. We'll talk about it's that. It's not I'm even sure. in today's episode. No, but another – same thing with Atlantis. We're going to come back to Atlantis for Magic Kingdom too. Yeah. One of my favorites, which we did a whole super long YouTube video about that you can watch Fire Mountain. Go look. We did a Back to the Future, which is our in-depth long – discussion show just on that project yeah all right so our next one would be toontown transit mm -hmm. uh, this would have been at disney's hollywood studios and at disneyland yeah uh in the 1990s the disney mgm studios and disneyland were supposed to add a roger rabbit simulator ride called the toontown transit uh based on the movie who framed roger rabbit of course it would have been a madcap adventure you always got to say madcap if it's an adventure it's got to be madcap uh Aboard flight simulators surrounded by animated screens to take yeah. guests on a hair-raising. Is that your dad joke in there? Is that your language? I don't think I wrote uh, this. Ride company. through a zany cartoon world with Roger Rabbit. The vehicle would have been a toon bus named Gus. The He would have to share the illustrious name yeah. of a Disney character named Gus with old Gus from Cinderella. Huh? So this, has a, this is wild because this is the... Essentially, then developing the second iteration of Star Tours. How do you take Star Tours another level? And the answer was, could you animate a film and wrap it around so it looks like you're in the bus and it's all around you? Which I don't think is something they did with a simulator for quite some time after that. I think it took a long time after the early 90s for someone to figure that out. Someone has finally made a simulated bus ride. Fast and Furious Supercharger of the universe. Yeah, that's good, good stuff. Yeah, they, they nailed it. Um, I love the, the, this concept art that you're probably looking at now um, with Rogers. Like, they would have had somehow his body imprint would have pressed into the ceiling as if he fell onto the roof of the yeah. bus. 
Um, this is a super cool idea. There's art floating around of the load or the queue and the load area in Hollywood Studios. It was the um, it was what's the big train terminal in L.A. I don't I don't know the name, but whatever the the giant train terminal is in L.A. in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. It's a replica of that. It's gorgeous. It would have been really pretty. So you didn't start in the Toon world. I guess the Toon bus would have picked you up in L.A. and taken you to Toontown. Um, so you would have lived that moment where you're in the real world, right, and suddenly it, you enter the cartoon world through the tunnel, right? Yeah. would have been super cool. I got corrected. Gus is also a, a field goal kicking donkey. He is. There's a lot of Gus's. There are. One of them so important that my girlfriend named her Cheap after it. His name's Gus. I don't know. Oh boy, we already have people that are getting way ahead with some uh, memes in the Wakes chat. We're not. That's is that's that not one in this? Episode. It's not in this episode. Well, it's not. Secret a, a, Swiss bobsled yeah. training facility will be another time. All right. Fantasia Gardens. Yeah. Not. It's not just a putt putt course. It was no. an attraction that was. Uh, considered for Disneyland, for Magic Kingdom, and for Disney's Animal Kingdom. Good idea never dies. Right. The Fantasia Gardens boat ride would have been a musical jaunt inspired by the animated Disney film Fantasia, located inside the infamous unbuilt land at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Beastly Kingdom. Uh, The idea of a Fantasia-based boat ride goes back to the 1960s at Disneyland, but then it was discussed as a replacement for the swan boats at the Magic Kingdom in the 80s. So it's it's been a uh, an idea searching yeah. for a home for a long time. Uh, Claude Coates had considered a walkthrough version of the Fantasia uh, Gardens ride, but the idea was adapted when they were looking to replace the swan boat. But this idea, oh, I see. There was going to be a walkthrough, and then they when came up with died, the boat ride when the swan boats were going away. No, no. So it, yeah, so they it died when it became a swan boat replacement, but then that didn't happen. No one wanted to operate the swan boats, so. Yeah. I mean, I still, like, I think there should be a Fantasia ride. I still believe that. But probably never going to happen. We have little moments, right? There's uh, Voyage to the Crystal Grotto in Shanghai, which is a terrible attraction, by the way. Um, but there's a moment with Sorcerer Mickey. You go past the Sorcerer Mickey vignette with yeah. the brooms in, in, in the boat, right? Um, there's a little bit of Fantasia in the Storybook Land Canal boat attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little Fill bit of magic. it here and there. <laughs> yeah. well, there's a little bit of it here and there. And then Fantasia Gardens mini golf course, right? Yeah. I'm sure some of those little concepts were things that the walkthrough might have, um, yeah. you know, contained. And I love Fantasia. I think Fantasia Gardens is one of the coolest things they've done. I think not even just the, like the fairways course is super cool. But the regular course is is really thematic. It's very Disney. Having the Fantasia musical score in the background while yeah. you play and all this fun stuff. Like, it's Fantasia Gardens is peak, peak Disney. I uh, I have only played there once. No. We live-streamed it. I, I played against Pete mm-hmm. Carney and uh, just absolutely destroyed him. Yeah. That was on the fairways course. Uh, but I think this idea of this comes back around because people want to celebrate Fantasia, right? That is actually yeah. a very important film in the company's history. One of the most important. It is. Uh, I talked to my brother yesterday. One, it is maybe his favorite Disney film of all time. It's in the conversation for me, for yeah. sure. So, you know, it connects with a lot of people. They could do that again. I've probably told the Fantasia story when I saw the re-release as a kid, right? I don't know if I told it on this show. 
Should I? Should yeah, I? Do, tell you're me. Just staring. Everybody like, gather around for so. cousin oh, it's Tom. Quick. Um, so I, Fantasia was re-released probably in 90 for the anniversary, I would assume, for the that the 60th. And it was in 2002, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, I went and saw that too. But um, uh, Well, they released Fantasia too. I think you could have seen both. Um, but either way, I think we went to the re-release. It was the first time my my mother and, and my grandmother, the first time I ever went to a movie theater in my life. They took me to see a re-release of Fantasia. They supposedly get about halfway through the film, and they're like, "Okay, that's enough. We're we're gonna we're gonna go now." I refused. I would not leave the movie. I made them sit through all of Fantasia at like two years old. I sat through the whole thing, and I think my mother in more recent years said to me, "She's like, I should have known then." <laughs> this is what this is what happens on news tonight. Tom's like, we are not done. We're gonna keep going. There are three more hours of this show to go. Um, no, and it's funny. Like I didn't hear that story till later. Um, and Fantasia just was one of my favorite movies. And then when she told me that story, I was like, that's that's funny. That makes a lot of sense. One of my favorite films from my childhood is coming up. Fantasia, um, not from my childhood, no. by the way. But it, you have a childhood story of I that do. film. Yeah, because they used to re-release movies in theaters, not just for like five dollars on a Saturday. That wasn't, you know, it wasn't like that back then. That now was actually have... a big deal because you couldn't watch them at home. It was a huge deal when those movies got re-released. Yeah, yeah. Now you can watch Fantasia Taylor's version. Can watch it right now. Week. What a world to live in, right? All right, um, Museum of the Weird. It's on my shirt. During the development of the Haunted Mansion and the varying discussions over what creative direction a, progress, a project should go into, Rolly Crump, one of the newer additions to the Imagineering crew, sought to go beyond the typical haunted house approach. His work for the mansion was decidedly more surrealistic and occultic compared to the rest of the work being produced. Yeah. While taking a look through the WED workshops and meetings on the mansion project, a table of Rolly's models and pieces captured Walt Disney's attention and imagination. The following morning, Walt came up to Rolly, remarking that he spent all night thinking about all the weird stuff that he f and felt it deserved its own showcase. The resulting idea, which became known as the Museum of the Weird, was conceived of initially a sort of lobby area for the Haunted Mansion, yeah. but expanded into more of a standalone walkthrough attraction adjacent to the mansion grounds. However, Walt's death led to the project being scrapped, although a few of Rolly's ideas inspired features that are inside the Haunted Mansion itself and still inspiring yeah the haunted mansion that the, if you've seen the haunted mansion parlor announced for disney cruise line for the treasure there is a very different version of the plaque sign for the haunted mansion there is a sea creature with weird uneven eyes and tentacles wrapped around the haunted mansion sign that is a sketch of raleigh's from museum of the weird and and i'll say like he obviously is a huge name a giant um, yeah. you know in Imagineering, and one of my favorite projects he did was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at the Magic Kingdom, the two-track version, and we have a uh, set piece from that attraction here in our museum. I'll take a picture and we'll throw it. Um, we have no reason to think he didn't paint it, but we can't confirm that he did paint it. it he painted like most it of is. the stuff in that attraction. It yeah. looks like his style. That would be really cool if we could prove that. But Yeah, maybe um, someday, but it's, yeah. So I, in an auction a couple years ago, I got... An actual prop from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Magic Kingdom, and it's very, it's very big, and very cool, and very Raleigh. Um, and when you talk about things, 
that it was more surrealistic and occultic compared to the rest of the work. Um, I think of things like, um, when I think of surrealism, I think of like Salvador Dali, right? And occultic, I think of going to Gideon's for a cookie, right? The decor in there, the crooked book. I wonder if it was stuff like that. I've seen some of the concepts. Well, yeah, the, art, candle, but, you know, the candleman's a little yeah. Salvador Dali. It's also a little like Gideon's, right? It's somewhere What's the guy named Stuart Valencia, the, the orange boy? The orange boy, definitely. <laughs> it, you know, a lot of that feels like it's on the verge of Raleigh Museum of the Weird Stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, another super famous. Uh, Mark one. Pyle said, "Why is really not uh, on a tombstone at the haunted mansion?" Um, well, a couple things. The the what's the guy's the maintenance guy in the cemetery? What do you call him? The gravedigger guy. His last the name caretaker. is Crump. The caretaker. His last name is Crump. It's something Crump. And now they have actually in the films. They have a name in the well. There is like lore that probably people made up, but his but in the uh, films now. The Hatbox Ghost is named Alistair Crumb. The Hatbox yeah. Ghost is absolutely named after Raleigh Crumb. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the thing people really want. But I mean, there, I mean, Raleigh now is is you know the the art is on the sign for the for the parlor. Yeah, Raleigh. You know, there's a bunch of museum. In the, there was the cart. Remember the the merchandise cart at Magic Kingdom before they built uh, built before they took over the Smucker's store and made it. Memento Mori. Yes. There was the cart. Yeah. The cart was museum. It's it was taken from Museum of the Weird. Yeah, that existed right. And there, there's definitely going to be a little bit of Museum of the Weird in that new exit shop they're building at Disneyland too. Oh yeah, there's so, all kinds. Yeah, of Yeah, I mean, that. there's a lot of Raleigh and Mansion, but there will. I think he's going to continue to inspire things, right? I think he's he's fresh on a lot of Imagineers' mm -hmm. minds. He just passed away recently, and I think people will. Always, I think guys like Raleigh and Mark and Alice and Harriet and. Um, you know, all those those legendary Imagineers, their ideas will never cease to inspire current Imagineers. I think people will always go back and look at that art for inspiration and sometimes just be like, you know what? They got this right. I'm going to change this a little bit to fit what we need now, but this is the right thing, right? I like, wonder what they might find just going through his private stuff at home. Yeah. You know? I don't know. <laughs> like his family. You know, no, could... I know, but I was thinking of something else. They I... might... He was a little bit of a wild man. You know, so. <laughs> they all were. Yeah. They, it was the '60s. They were they were creative people who lived in Los Angeles in the '60s. If you didn't think they didn't have some weird and wild parties, you're very mistaken. All right. Next up, we have the Rhine River Cruise. Yeah. That was at Epcot, uh, located in the Germany Pavilion at Epcot. Space was even left for it. That's how far along it got. Yeah. The attraction was set to feature a number of places and events throughout Germany, such as Oktoberfest, Black Forest, Heidelberg, and Ruhr Valley. Not many details are known, but the boat ride likely would have been a German version of El Rio del Tiempo uh, that we see down in New Mexico. And you can visit the load area today. It's that big, empty right side of that waiting area yeah. for Beer Garden right down by Summerfest. The, between Summerfest yeah. and Beer Garden and the... And Der Teddy Bar. You can picture walking right through that kind of arched area, yeah. right, into uh, And into that's an in the concept art. If you look at the and concept I don't really know how much space is back there, but they left, you know, they left room well, to do there's it. An there's also the expansion pad next yeah. door. Yeah. I still, like, I know we're not doing the Epcot episode. I think, like, they have slept on a Tangled attraction for too long, and I think that's the answer. I think Tangled Boat Ride in the Germany Pavilion should be a thing. Yeah. Let it load right there where it was supposed to load. It's a nice little homage. I don't know. I'd like it. I would be fine with that. That would be 
Great. That's my favorite pavilion in World Showcase yeah. for numerous reasons. Be cool to have a ride. Yeah. That'd be nice. Let's do it. Um, I don't have a whole lot to add to it. I think it, you know, Germany has a lot of beautiful, you know, ge geography to share and yeah. it could be pretty. And I think it, I think it would have been similar. I, you know, when it came to World Showcase, if it was an American adventure, I don't think they really knew what to do. It was like, hey, country, do you want to make a circle vision film or a almost circle vision film or boat ride? And that, I guess so. So like the same way there were multiple circle vision films and then Impressions was like almost circle vision, just different format. Um, I think it, it probably would have been eerily similar to El Rio. And I think it's probably good we didn't get it. I don't know if we needed more of the same, but I think all the ride effort at Epcot was put up front and then uh, all the attraction effort, right? And the effort yeah. in the back was definitely making the pavilions look right and having dining space and, you know. Uh, no, I'm, I'm fine with having a Germany boat ride, even though it's a little redundant, right? Because you got a lot of boat rides through countries at Epcot then when you got three of them kind of on one half of World well, Showcase. Maelstrom was good. different enough, but yeah. I don't know. Another flat boat ride with probably video vignettes. We probably didn't need it. We're probably all right without it. <clears throat> Quest for the Unicorn. That would have been this at is a timely Animal one. Kingdom. What? This one's timely. Yeah? Oh, I'll tell you why. Yeah, go ahead. Another Beastly Kingdom entry for Dak. The good realm of the unbuilt land would have the attraction... The good realm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there was a good. Yeah, the realm good realm of the unbuilt land would have had the attraction quest of the unicorn. It would have been a mythological maze that led to a grotto where the unicorn lived. There's a beautiful piece of concept art of this grotto, by the way. Um, it was an animatronic. It was supposed to be an animatronic at the end. So, <laughs> the way the story goes, what are you dying about? Because I just saw Cabin in the Woods where the unicorn is. Oh yeah, is murderous. I thought you were just thinking of. <laughs> Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. No. Um, where the unicorn, she's a mum. She's a mum. <laughs> anyway, um, going back to, funny enough, we're talking about Hagrid's because that's where we're going with this story. The way the tale goes is a number of people who worked on Animal Kingdom were let go. Beastly Kingdom wasn't built. And guess where they took those ideas? They took them over to Universal and worked on Islands of Adventure. And so... You will talk about the dragon thing, which became Dueling Dragons, but um, the unicorn thing, Flight of the Unicorn, the little roller coaster, was because those people worked on Quest for the Unicorn. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, um, that land in particular, Lost Continent, had a lot of unbuilt Disney stuff, right? Poseidon, right? People forget about this. Poseidon's Fury begins its life as a Disney attraction. It begins its life as a show element in the living seas. Oh, wow. So it's the idea of the living seas was the story begins with the lore of the ocean, how people, you know, in olden times, like viewed the ocean as this mythical thing. There must be this sea god who controls the oceans and the waves and makes these things happen. That was their way of explaining things. And then it would evolve into like, you know, what the film was that ended up with the living season. And inevitably it would have been rethemed to Triton's yeah. Fury by Triton's now. Triton's <laughs> Fury, oh my God. Um, yeah, so I mean, a lot of Lost Continent was stuff they didn't 
get to do with Disney, um, which is very similarly, a lot of Disney C at that time was that too. It was all these ideas that kind of, I think, never saw the light of day and people just sort of resurrected them. They're like, okay, this unicorn thing, we got to do a kid's coaster. What if we resurrect the unicorn thing and we make yeah. that the kid's coaster? And all right, what, this Poseidon, if we're going to do Poseidon, what if we kind of interpret the idea a little bit of what the Living Seas thing was going to be? Makes sense. There are still signs of Beastly Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. You can... With the head? Yeah. The stone... Carving in the side of the... Yeah. Of the uh, River there, yeah. So that's about like, it. Is it a carving? It's kind of a stone pile. Well, it's a stone. Yeah, they're like a pile of stones. No, but they make a figure like they a, make a dragon. A dragon. Yeah. If, if the bridge Still a dragon basically in the logo. from for the bit bridge between Nomad Lounge and uh, Pandora, basically, you can see it down there. Yeah. So I was gonna, and then the other. I was going to name another bar like oh you know it's right between Nomad Lounge and whatever the bar is on the other side, but there's not a. There's and really uh, the Africa Bridge goes over what was the dragon cave where the fire blew out. Right. Of. Yeah, when you're on Discovery Riverboats. All right. Now we get into one that's pretty trippy. Oh, boy. This is a good one. I like this Plek one. 2's fantastic intergalactic review at yeah. Disneyland. Plek 2's fantastic galactic review was set to be an alien musical review show in the Carousel Theater at Disneyland as part of the canceled Tomorrowland 2055 project. Yeah. Characters in the show include the Flying Circus's three-armed ringmaster, P.T. Quantum. P.T. Quantum. So good. As well as some giant swamp creature that rose out of the muck and sang operatic arias with its multiple mouths. It may have also been envisioned for Walt Disney World at one point. There was a model in, in the, you know, essentially Walt Disney Story space. Um, that showed New Tomorrowland, and, and I believe Plectu was listed. Does Plectu, is that like an acronym for something, or is that just a name they came up or with? It's just a character named Plectu's Fantastic Intergalactic Review. Just an original character they came up with. It was a very creative time. Space opera with the it reminds me this of the, so the cool. Fifth a carousel, Element. A Carousel of Progress show, but it's a space alien review. Man, this is what a fun idea. It's uh, I Tomorrowland 2055. What a loss! And again, this is one of those talk about always blaming Disneyland Paris. This, blame Disneyland Paris for Tomorrowland 2055 not happening. Yeah. Plek two. That oh, one is the, just yeah. It's a weird one. Just bizarre. The I don't next even one on here counters a point you made earlier about how they announced all that stuff at that D23. Yeah, here's something one, that didn't happen. happen. There is something from there that didn't happen. Do you want me to read there's, this No, one? there's more than one on this, on this oh, list. There? there would be a couple, yeah. Okay. Well, here we go. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, do it. Pixie Hollow at Magic Kingdom. Announced in 2009, this area was part of New Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom. Eventually axed in favor of Storybook Circus, Pixie Hollow would have included meet-and-greet experiences and at one point a Cheese the Mouse version of Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. So imagine a world where Alien Swirling Saucers doesn't exist. I try to every day. Yeah. Um, but imagine a world where that doesn't exist and instead you have this little Pixie Hollow area where you could go meet Tinkerbell and her fairy friends or, um, you know, or, or and or... Uh, take a ride with Cheese the Mouse. Thank God this didn't happen. I don't think it's bad. I just, that series didn't have the legs they thought well, it had. Well, their moment right? was a so, few years before then, right? You're At this point, even in 2009, you're lagging behind the popularity of Pixie Hollow a little bit. No, this is around the time the film series started. Is it? The Tinkerbell film. Because I remember it was, was like, one. it was like, 
ubiquitous everywhere, everywhere I went in like 2005, 2006. No, you're too early. Stuff. You're way too mm-hmm. early. Yeah, look at Tinkerbell is a 2008 okay. computer animated film. So they announced this only a year after the first film was released. But they had Pixie Hollow toys and all kinds of other crap before then, before the film. They didn't have a TV show or no. This was what, this was the this was a big John Lasseter thing. Must have been drinking whatever really. Then there was had. Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure was the 2009 film. Uh, then Tinkerbell and the Great Fairy Rescue in 2010. Then <laughs> there's more of these. There they were every year for a while, weren't they? Uh, Secret of the Wings was the 2012. The Pirate Fairy was a 2014, and Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast was 2015. It's going to so surprise me. These are not series, on my radar. This series ran until 2015, until they finally were like, that's, that's enough. <laughs> that's canceled, enough. And there were canceled sequels. Disney also had plans for a seventh and eighth film. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter reported in 2014 that the seventh film was canceled due to story problems. In addition, Disney Tunes due to story problems. That's never stopped him before. I just like Cheese the Mouse. He's very cute. I like Cheese the Mouse. Yeah, that would have been cute. I think it wouldn't have mattered, right? Like Tinkerbell is timeless. Having a permanent meet and greet facility for her would have been cute, right? She ended up with the space in Exposition Hall, which is still Exposition. Wow, I just dated myself. Uh, Town Square Theater, which is still empty. They haven't brought her back still. Um, but that was the that was the uh, trade off. They they decided Mickey will take over half of that building and Tinkerbell will take over the other, and that's what they did. I'm not a huge fan of Storybook Circus. I like what they did with Dumbo, right? Because Dumbo used to be a dumpster fire when you're trying yeah. to get your kids on that ride to put two of them in an area. Right? Well, that, that like, was that always was, Dumbo was always happening, but this right. was then the but the, the Storybook Circus the area there is yeah. just I it to me it's it's prime real estate for almost anything else that you want to do. Because I don't I think anybody has a it. deep emotional attachment to Storybook Circus. Come on. I, Casey if they Jr. said, I'm getting, I'm, we're building if any the of case, these attractions If they we're touch the Casey Jr. splash and soak, I will burn that park to the ground. It's, I love Casey Jr. That's the dumbest thing I've I ever heard you Casey. say, and I've been it's around so you a cute. lot. It's so cute. Leave Casey Jr. alone. It's so cute. And the Imagineers that worked on it put so much care, and there's so many little references and details in that land. Like, look, there's not a whole lot to it, right? It's meant for small kids. It's a splash pad and a kid's first roller coaster and Dumbo, but it's all done so well. That Dumbo playground is adorable. I'm not arguing it's not well done. I just don't think that the park needs it. I don't think it adds to the experience of that park. I I think you miscalculate the audience. I think having a kiddie coaster – and you know that Dumbo. They had a and kitty coaster before they facility. had. They had a kitty coaster before. Yeah, but they I think had it all serves a purpose. Yeah, but they needed a new story, right? Toontown had to go, and I think they picked a really fun story um, that they then ruined with the Tron Show building. But uh, just look at those bathrooms. Look at that bathroom building. They built that for the bathrooms. It's gorgeous. Ah, the train roundhouse. You know my favorite part of Disney World. Crapper there at Storybook Circus. It's cool. The Roundhouse and then Casey Jr.'s outside of it. That was a good era where everything they touched was gold. Everything in those years they touched was gold, even that little project. Like just so pretty and so well done. Yeah, if you're watching Disney, bulldoze it. Tom won't burn How dare you? How dare you? You wouldn't even know how. 
as a former juvenile delinquent, I can tell you that Tom doesn't know the same things I knew how to do. All right. The Spain Pavilion at Epcot. Mm. The Spain Pavilion was announced for World Showcase. The proposed land would have featured two different attractions, a film showing landmarks throughout the country and a dark ride that depicted the country's heritage, arts, and culture. The main dining location would have been a waterside tapas restaurant offering small plates of Spain's customary cuisine. Now, this was, I mean, I have an Epcot book where they're talking about like, I think the Israel Pavilion and the Spain Pavilion coming yeah, soon. Those are the two that they had signs in the park. There were signs yeah. up, yeah. Yeah. So, um, do we know where this was going to be? I forget which spot it is off off the top of my head. Well, Spain. Sorry, it never happened. Yeah, it would have been nice that that food. There's an opportunity to put a little bit more food back there, right? Yeah. Oh, is it time for our first visit to Discovery Bay? Oh boy, Discovery Bay. Let Do me you check want me to start breaking down Discovery Bay, Baxter? What are you checking? One of my favorite WWE, Nikan says, one of my favorite WWNT moments was listening to Tom sing Casey's song while on the ride. So that's another, uh, to share another personal anecdote, that was the thing my mother sang to me all the time was the, the Casey Jr. song and the I think I can, I know I can. And that was the thing she instilled was, you you know, Believe in yourself. I think I can. I know I can, right? So it's a very – I love Casey Jr. There's a very personal, emotional connection there for me with Casey Jr. See, when I was a kid, we just had Casey Sr. He's unremarkable. Was it Casey Stengel? <laughs> it's Casey at the bat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Do you want me to – should I – do you want me to break into – how are we doing on time in this episode? Is it, I don't know. Is there time for Discovery People Bay? People said they wanted long-form discussion – we started somewhere about. Let me see. When did we? How far are we? This nonsense. About one forty-five. We started. We've been in an hour. We're an hour deep. All right. I'll. I'll. Let's do Discovery Bay. Let's talk about it. Do you want to just start with Lost River Rapids? Well, I'm. You got to set up the story, right? This is hard to break into otherwise. So Discovery Bay in the eighties. There actually starts late seventies. Um, they're looking for ways to – a new land for Disneyland, right? Uh, beyond Big Thunder, first time. Uh, beyond Big Thunder and Tony Baxter and, and gang uh, come up with this idea. It's Discovery Bay. And the idea is it's this this uh, learning community um, sort of – what are you doing? That was louder than I thought. It's the it loudest cup. Um, it's essentially this – it's sort of steampunky kind of – I don't know. Um, but this this like community that's supposed to take I believe it's supposed to be in San Francisco, um, this coastal community where a bunch of really creative people come to exchange ideas. And what are you doing? I was trying to pour water quietly. Wow! And that resulted in me tilting the glass, and then when it got You're close wearing to full, it. Nah, it's right. They can't know, see the your pants. It's fine. Um, but but the, so it's this backstory, right? It's it's founded by this guy called Jason Chandler, and the backstory is Jason Chandler made his money working for the Big Thunder Mining Company, and then all the money he made he took to found this community. Um, and so there would have been a whole bunch of different attractions that dig into this. So backstory. is Jason Chandler mentioned in Paris? Is this is this part of canon? Right? But, but he's not in Paris. Mining. He wasn't like no. 
No, the Paris story. He was not. He was not affiliated with the Ravenswood no. family. No, but Jason Chandler exists before the Big Thunder comics happen. Before okay. that's a thing. Before C, that that's the character. He didn't work for Mister Bullion. And also, like Captain Nemo is part of this. Also, like they were going to do a Discovery Bay TV series, and they okay. even filmed the pilot. They showed us at one of the Destination events, like the pilot episode. So, like, yeah, the Nautilus would have been there, and the Hyperion blimp from. You know, um, island at the top, top of the, the world. world. You know, all that stuff is is there, um, and there's a number of attractions. Well, they're all in here, so we'll get there eventually. And the fireworks factory begins its life here too. Yeah. Um, but Discovery Base, super cool project, and actually one of two lands that we're going to build simultaneously. The other being Dumbo Circus. Um, so it was this whole expansion plan where you know Fantasyland breaks off in a Dumbo Circus, then as you come around. There's Discovery Bay, and that connects to the big Where's thunder Where does it go area. exactly? So like the Fantasyland Theater, Disneyland. Oh, in the back. Yeah, so going around the back, kind of the same, same way Toontown and Star Wars do. Mm-hmm. It was Dumbo and, and Discovery Bay, and that connects Fantasyland around to Big Thunder, essentially. Um, and there was a balloon ride. I don't know if the balloon ride's in here. It might be. The balloon ride that went from the circus to Discovery Bay. Um, but nonetheless, by, by the way, Fantasyland Theater. I just want to share it because people like the tidbits. I found out that I remember the US Festival. Have you heard of the US Festival? Big music festival in the '80s. Steve Wozniak put it on. Okay, like he just got all this money. He's like, I'm yeah. going to hire like fleet. Like you name somebody, they played the US Festival. All the big. I mean, NXS, Wall of Voodoo, Oingo Boingo, all the way to then people like Fleetwood Mac, Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne, all these people. They. The stage at the Fantasyland Theater is the stage from the US Festival. How? They donated it, I guess. Oh. I don't know. They took the stage. Apparently, stages are expensive. And it doesn't say what parts of the stage. But I didn't find that out through any Disney Wikipedia stuff. I found it out by looking up the US Festival one time because I saw something. Anyway, I think that's interesting. That stage has hosted some of the greatest acts in music history. And Mickey and the Magical Man. And Mickey and the Mus- Magical Man. Which David Lee Roth and Mickey show. have both starred on that stage. Wow. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tom. Please so, um, the first attraction, one of the one of the ones with less the least amount of information, um, Lost River Rapids, a rapids ride featuring dinosaurs relocated from the Primeval World diorama that would have been built in Discovery Bay. So the Primeval World... Um, those animatronics, which are from the 64 World's Fair from the Ford Magic Skyway that exists along the Disneyland Railroad track, would have been moved to a boat ride um, in uh, Discovery Bay, through taking you back to the time of the dinosaurs. And there goes the best part of the Disneyland Railroad. Uh, I can't argue that. Dreams come true with Cinderella. There's um, another one for New Fantasyland, right? This is. Envisioned for New Fantasyland, the original plans for Cinderella were at her chateau, where guests would either be knighted if you're boys or help uh, her change into a ball gown and dance with her if you're girls. I guess, you know, obviously that was interchangeable. In an interactive meet and greet experience. So a big part of the New Fantasyland plan originally was it was focused on princesses, right? Mostly focused on the princess properties. They decided they needed more with those properties. Um, and so they announced the expansion, and some people, mostly fanboys, crossed their arms and went, there's nothing for me in here. What do I get? <laughs> and so um, the, the the things that were sacrificed in the end 
um, where this Cinderella attraction and another one we'll talk about later. So if you've been to... In, um, and don't forget cheese, poor, poor Cheese the Mouse. Cheese the Mouse is separate, yeah. diff, different reason. Also cut from New Fantasy. I, I think there's a different reason that left. But um, nonetheless... Um, so, so if you've been to um, Enchanted Tales with Belle, yeah. Magic Kingdom, which I think is a sleeper hit. I think it's, it's great. tremendous use of technology and very thoughtful. Of a similar quality, the, sleep, the Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty attractions would have been very similar in quality with a lot of very cool special effects and a lot of thought and died. care. Mm. These would have been tremendous. These are two things that came so close to happening that I would die to see. I would die to see how these would have turned out. Um, but this one, again, they were going to build the house. So the house she lives in in the film, you would have walked up to the house and went through this experience, been transported to a ballroom, and um, it would have been very, very cool. Fairy Godmother would have transformed the dress right in front of you. So you would have literally seen a, a, a performer stand there, not in the gown, and magically the gown would appear on her. Wow. Yeah. Super cool. Still haven't done it. Yeah. And they can find room somewhere. I think it'd be great. We could knock down Pinocchio Village House. How about that? That's fair. All right. Here's one near and dear to my heart. This is the one I watched as a kid in the movie theaters. The Black Hole. And they were going to have an attraction at Disneyland. It was a shooter ride. Yeah. What would have been Disney's first shooter ride. This one was planned for Disneyland and featured the live action and film. Way before they built the a Black shooter ride. Black Hole. And is that all we know about it? That's, that's it. There's a little bit of art out there, but that's it. Uh, I would have loved it. I mean, yeah. it would it would definitely be closed by now, right? Because that ride, yeah. that movie is not in the conscience of anybody. But the movie didn't succeed, which is why they didn't movie. build it. That's the first time also I remember vividly as a kid going, and the film itself burned up in the middle of the movie. Like you could see like little like, and then the yeah. film burned up, and they're yeah. like, uh... And they turned on the lights and they told us to leave. Yeah. And then I think we came back in, I don't know, 20 minutes later and they continued and we got free passes. So I came back and watched the movie again. So, yeah, that was my brother and I still have a thing for that film. I remember very vividly when my sister was born, I was, I had a babysitter, right? I was young. Yeah. And they gave me as a gift an activity book for having a new baby sister, and it was the Black Hole activity book with all the stickers of Vincent and Maximilian. There's a Vincent and, on my desk. Yeah. And, uh, man, that was – I loved that movie. I was terrified of Maximilian, and if you would have given me a chance to ride something where I could just shoot him 100 times, I would have done it. I think, I think this would have been great, and I think it would have been dated very quickly. Yeah. Especially with that technology in the 70s and 80s. Did you ever have a ghost gun? Anybody have a ghost gun? You mean a proton pack? No, it's just called a ghost <laughs> gun. Essentially what it is is something that looks like a gun, but it had like a flashlight in the back of it. Oh, and in the yeah. front there's like a f like film strip almost with ghosts. Mm -hmm. And so what you see on the wall then as it's just scrolling is different things scroll by. And when there's a ghost, you shoot and it blasts a hole yeah. in, the, in the ghost and it looks like you killed a ghost on the screen. Mm -hmm. If you, anybody has a ghost gun, I... I would I would love to hear what you remember about it because those were the days, the ghost gun. It would probably about that. This would have been a little red dot and like this would have been like a shooting gallery, right? Yeah. Where you go to some to the to the shooting arcade. 
This, this would have been good. I mean, Buzz Lightyear is already bad enough, right? In terms of quality, it was good when it the, but the quality of yeah. over time trying to maintain accuracy of these. Uh, well, we don't guns. do maintenance in Florida. So. No, no, you, but Disneyland one works fine. Does it? Yeah, I just skip it when I'm there because why waste my time? I mean, it's different. I assume it's just as bad as the one here. No, I guess I'm wrong. it's different. Now, if you go to Universal, that's something they've done right. Right? They have that new uh, Despicable Me. I thought you were gonna bring a Men in Black. Minute, no, that's terrible. But the I Minion, like Minion Con, Villain, Villain Con, Con, Minion, Minion Blast. Blast, where you stand on the baggage claim belt and you go around. Those those weapons work really well. Something that should it's, have been unbuilt. Right. Talk about something that shouldn't have been built. Right. Small kids. There's very little to ride in that park. It's something they could ride. It has a very short weight. It's it's something for kids to do. It's fine. But their weapon. I mean, you can shoot something. You can shoot into the next room and hit a target. Like that thing I don't is know awesome. If that's true. Ken. I did it. Oh, okay. On the first, on the soft opening, I did it. All right. I was like, oh, I can see that next room. That's you know, 150 feet away. Let me see if I can bang and hit the target. It's pretty cool. Oh, the Gertie shirt came out while we were recording. People. Oh, good. Said they got. Erica said she got it. There you go. Congratulations on your Gertie shirt. Should I take this one since it's Project Gemini? Do you know Project Gemini? Uh, this is Test Track, right? Yeah. Uh, the Test Track Junior Autopia. As part of the mostly unbuilt Project Gemini overhaul of Epcot, there are plans for a car ride for youngsters too small to ride Test Track. It would have been a lot like the Tomorrowland Speedway. Some of the space planned for this ride uh, was now utilized for the upcoming sp- – well, not upcoming anymore – some of the space plan for this ride is now Space 220 at Epcot. Um, so Did the ride, had, ride have a stellar Vader? I don't think so. I don't believe so. Project Gemini is this really interesting early to mid-90s plan to update Epcot, to bring Epcot kind of like Project Gamma, the more recent, yeah. but you know, actually trying to keep the integrity of what Epcot is. Um, so Test Track was part of it. Mission Space was part of it. And then a lot of unbuilt things, right? The, at the outside of the land, they were going to have a treetop roller coaster. Was that I thing? forgot about that. There was a maze. There was a hedge maze. Um, there was a, a water play area slash walkthrough in front of the living seas. Really? This is where that begins. This is where that project begins, yeah. Um, if you remember, we did Celebration 40 with Tim Delaney. Right. Tim showed us some concept art that had a sort of water play area in front of walkthrough, in front of seas, right? And then more gardens in front of the land. And, right. and, and an attempt to beautify the center of future world, to make it a little more lush, a little more natural. Um, some good ideas never die, right? Finally happened many years later as the Moana thing. The only thing that really hung on. Um, but there's more stuff in, in the Project Gemini like layout art is really interesting to stare at for a while if you're a fan. Um, this was a really interesting period. And Time Racers is part of this. Um, I don't – I assume Time Racers – Time Racers will in, be in here. Okay. We'll yeah. leave – that's that's a that's a big one. Spaceship Earth was going to go away and we'll talk about that. Yeah. I want to leave that one for – leave Can something you to think about. doing away with one of the greatest – could you imagine removing Scientific the ride? Scientific achievements of all time. And how dare you? It's ar- architectural, <laughs> moron. Um, <laughs> so stupid. So I'm the stupid. stupid one? I think people agreed with me. Oh, I think people agree with me. I think the smart people agree with me. Freestanding geodesic sphere, first one in the world. And then somebody determined that it wasn't? Who determined this? Somebody said that in the chat. It's in Montreal. 
They said there's one in Montreal that was open before that, and it had a monorail going through it. Canada. I don't believe the Canadian. Canadian anyway, doesn't count. Um, they faked it like the moon landing. Could you imagine, though, removing the ride from the icon of the park? Like having a really fantastic historical ride inside your park icon and ripping it out for something so short-sighted. I couldn't imagine that happening. <laughs> it definitely never happened at Hollywood Studios. The second greatest architectural achievement of our time. It's my favorite thing when people go about great movie right there. Oh, the animatronics look old and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, meanwhile, you stand there and you're like, I like Pirates and Haunted Mansion. Those are older. <laughs> Those are older figures. Like, I don't want to get into a great movie ride debate because I think we all wish that we had it back. But I say just by the time it got to the end of its life, I was kind of like, it was kind of an attraction. I was like, I guess we'll go on that for a little it while. It definitely like, needed an update, right? And so did Mansion and Pirates, right? Mansion and Pirates have not been... And Spaceship Earth, for that matter. They've aged a little better than the movie ride did. Because they were updated. Right. Great movie ride was never updated, other than than them slightly updating the film at the end, right? Right. Look, look, there is no doubt that, like, the Tarzan scene needed to go. There is no doubt that, like, the Busby Berkeley dance number scene had to go. Like, that didn't resonate with people anymore. Mm -hmm. There were certainly scenes that needed to go in favor of, you know, the history of movies didn't end in 1989, right? It continued onward. So 30 years later, you certainly could have added the biggest films of the last 30 years to the mix, right? But here nor there. Discussion for another time. That is not for this show. We'll talk about it. Discussion for another time. fight about it another day. Do you want to, but either way, Utopia, do you want to take the last one? Uh, The last one, uh, Lilliputian Land at Disneyland. Uh, Gulliver's Travels, basically, right? Uh, initially planned to be located between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, Lilliputian Land was going to be a miniature Americana village inspired by the world of Gulliver's Travels. The land wasn't going to have much else going on, but there were plans for miniature animated human figures around the village. This train and boat ride combination eventually evolved into the Casey Jr. Circus Train and Storybook Land Canal Boats. And I mean, really, the, the, be- the, the beginning of Disneyland was Walt was like, I want a train. And what will the train go visit? And his idea was the train will go around miniatures, right? That's that's the beginning of Disneyland. Disneyland began as sort of a park of miniatures. And then the idea blossomed and grew. Um, but essentially, Casey Jr. and Storybook Land are the realization of what the small park across from the studio would have been, mm-hmm. right? But then the idea for Disneyland in total became much more grandiose. A couple housekeeping matters. That's the end of our list for today. Yep. Um, first, Erica says, can someone ID for me the white Pillsbury Doughboy meets bugs with antenna stuffies in the cabinet behind, between Tom and Eric? This, uh, this is, uh, really this is a mean. question often in our chat. This is so mean. How do you guys not know this? This is Skippy from Alien Encounter. Alien Encounter existed from 1994, depending which version you want to talk about. Really, 94, 95 to 2003. Um, it's one of the most infamous Disney attractions of all time, right? Because it didn't have a very long life. The scariest super Disney scary. attraction, maybe. Uh, I don't know. There's some scarier ones. Uh, not intentionally. But yeah, so this is Skippy, um, who remained. And the reason I think it's weird that you guys don't know is because Skippy remained even in the Stitch's Great Escape. So the Stitch's Great Escape pre-show featured Skippy until... 
its demise a couple of years ago. So if you visited the Magic Kingdom between, you know, 1994 and 2016, 17, 18, I forget when Stitch closed. Um, if you visited anywhere in that time, you could have seen Skippy. You, you likely did see Skippy if you went in either of these attractions. Um, Skippy no longer exists now, but we love Skippy uh, dearly. And this is airing on Halloween, this episode. And my Halloween costume and or uh, perhaps a golf cart at Fort Wilderness were themed to this this year. I, th- I think I've spoiled that now, the wigs. So now the wigs know. By the time you're watching this, you've already seen my Halloween costume on News Tonight. And the golf cart hopefully ran in the Fort Wilderness golf cart parade on Monday the 30th. So... Um, okay, someone asked about the Equatorial Africa Pavilion in Epcot. I, I think, think that's, that's going to be, be on an here. upcoming That'll episode. That was uh, also discussed. And um, Mark said it was mentioned by Alex Haley, uh, the author yeah, oh, of Yeah, Roots. he was working so, on it. Yeah, he was involved. Don't worry, there's 48 more of these to go. <laughs> if not more, I think Eric said he has extras at some point. I just have other things we could talk about. Okay. Um, specifically like Mineral King, big one, right? Yeah, I guess that it didn't really fit in a track because they built Country Bears eventually, but we right. can certainly talk about Mineral King, yeah. Well, Mineral King's interesting, and Tom gave it away, and we're, we'll talk about it on another episode. Uh, essentially, it was a ski resort that the government was soliciting people to bid on creating a yeah. ski resort in this area. Disney was selected to do this, and they were going to do something that they, I think they're expecting a couple million visitors a year to an area that didn't get a lot of visitors. Uh, but there were like 20 yeah. miles of road that needed to be built. But anyway, the, the uh, Country Bear... Uh, Jamboree was originally kind of created to be in a restaurant there. Yeah. So it wasn't even supposed to be a theme park attraction. It was going to be like a an animatronic band in a restaurant. Who would ever think of doing something like that? Well, the Tiki Room was supposed to be a restaurant, too. Yeah. Long before you, Freddy Fazbear. Were you ever a uh, – were you a – I was a showbiz pizza kid. Some people were. We didn't uh, have either. Chuck E. Cheese. You didn't I think either. Chuck E. Cheese existed somewhere in New York, not where we were, not in the city. Where I grew up, it was showbiz pizza, and Chuck E. Cheese was considered to us the inferior, like, knockoff. It's like a but Midwest. But then Chuck E. Cheese bought it, right? Yeah. So, it's Midwest versus everyone else, essentially. So I never went to a Chuck E. Cheese when Chuck E. Cheese was in its prime, yeah. we'll say. I went to showbiz pizza, and then I went to Chuck E. Cheese as an adult, like, for a kid's birthday party, and it was really lame. Showbiz Pizza, you walk in, and they had the video games and all that stuff, but then they had a special, like, showroom, like a, you know, for the, like, going to a Vegas show. Yeah. Different room, you go in, you go through the curtains that are pulled aside, the band is there so the behind private, You curtains. get the private show. Yeah, the, the bears, or the, the band is there behind the curtains, you find your seat, and then it opens up, and it's Fats Geronimo and the Rock of Fire Explosion playing oh. a real set of rock and roll songs. Then I went to a Chuck E. Cheese, the first one I went to, I think it was in New Orleans. Uh, and they just got like kind of a rat band over in the corner playing the whole time while kids yeah. are banging away on the gopher machine and playing. Yeah. The, it wasn't the same, right? It wasn't this full experience. I didn't have either. Showbiz Pizza was like I was going to Vegas, but I was yeah. seven, right? That Our was, equivalent was, uh, it was called Sports Time USA. Mm-hmm. It was in... Where was Sports Time USA? Sports Time USA. I don't know if it still exists. Let's find out. Oh, it's coming up. It still exists. Amusement Center in Westchester County, New York. They're still open. They have animatronics? That is wild. No, but it was like they had laser tag and uh, go-karts. And, yeah, so that was our version. We had regional because we didn't really have – 
Chuck E. Cheese. I remember as a kid, we went to Disneyland, and they had a place right in the park, outside the parking lot of the Big A, which was the baseball stadium. It's now called whatever in Anaheim. Yeah. Um, it's been called several things. Uh, but it was called Malibu Grand Prix. And I saw a few others in uh, in my childhood, and that was the the main thing was driving the cars, right? You get, yeah. you get a driver's license with a picture on it. You drive laps around the thing. You play video games. You they had a pitching machine, all that stuff. All that stuff is, it's like, it was like the golf and games from the Karate Kid, right? Remember all that stuff in the 80s? You, the kids yeah. would have to go places to play video games. Yeah. You'd have to have money and go places to play video games. Now you just have to have money and stay home. So Sports Time USA moved. They're now in Ardsley. They moved, so they're not in the original location anymore. It's very sad. Mm. Yeah, Dawn says she'd never even heard of Showbiz Pizza. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese bought them. Google videos of Showbiz Pizza and the Rock of Fire explosion, man. They, those guys, could, they could play. And they were, they were something else. And I went to Chuck E. Cheese, and I was like, this sucks. Also, their pizza is bad. Yeah, the original sports time was on Sawmill River Road in Elmsford, New York. Now we just have, what, Dave and Bu- Do we still have Dave and Buster's? Is that still a thing? Yeah. There was another There's one called one Jillian's that was better, but I haven't, I haven't seen one in years. I don't know that. Jillian's was a little more high class. I remember when we got Dave and Buster's at the Palisades Mall. Yeah. That was a big deal. You get your power power card, fun card. Nah, I don't know what it was called. Dave and Buster power card. I don't know. I went to some corporate events where they're like, this is preloaded with this. And you yeah. go, you know what, I'm supposed to go out with on a business dinner and then we go play Dance Dance Revolution. Like, come on, guys. Palisades Mall, where you could eat at either the Rainforest Cafe, Dave and Buster's. Wow. Outback Steakhouse, the Outback there. Yeah, in Kansas City, we had the uh, Oak Park Mall had the Rainforest Cafe there. Very yeah. fancy place. We had a lot of Rainforest Cafes. We only have two right here within a few miles of us. You know what I'm mad about? I met those people that did the video where they go to, I still haven't watched it. I need to watch it. Oh, they went to every Rainforest Cafe? In the U.S. They did not go to everyone in the world. Because Paris? There's, Tokyo, there's, one oh, at, Tokyo? there's one at Tokyo Disney. It's an experience. I thought it was at Disney in Paris. There's both. Okay. They, they, Disney Village in Paris, We just I just went for the first time. And the volcano actually had the sparkler. It was a very exciting moment. Do they shout like, Sacre Bleu, when no. the volcano blows up? Don't, no. don't be like that. And then um, <laughs> I still have to go to the one at Xperia, the one, at, the one in Tokyo Disney. Um, I still want to go there. The food looks very different. But I, I thought they went to everyone in the world. I was super excited. I was like, oh, they just went to all the U.S. ones? Like, I think I've been to – I've probably been to as many Rainforest Cafes as they have then. I don't know. I, I still I'm pretty sure you'll be able, pretty soon you'll be able to go to all the Rainforest Cafes and only go to like three. I think the ones that exist now will stay. Yeah. I want to go to the one with the boat ride. That's my dream. Where's that one? I forget which one has the boat ride. Let's see. Oh, the they went to the, all the editing. ones in US. Tom can look this up. Rainforest Cafe Boat Ride. Oh, uh, Joni Baloney said the person went to all of them in the U.S. and Canada. Oh, boop de doo Were there one or two left in Canada? Where's the dark? Solid Snickers says... Uh, Galveston. Oh, God. And Galveston, are you sure it's not just sewage? Sorry, I lived in Houston. I can say that. Um, Solid Snickers said, did you have... An Earl of Sandwich in Paris, Tom, they're way better than the American Earl of we Sandwich. We did because they're, I forget what were the circumstances to why we ate at Earl of Sandwich. But I think we just, it was, we we had a long night. It was the night, the night before we had the pass holder party, which ran until very late in the morning. 
uh, very early in the morning, very late at night. And so we got up late, and I think everyone just wanted to eat before we even got into the park, and so we ate at Earl of Sandwich. It was fine. I'm still a big Earl of Sandwich fan, but it was perfectly fine. Uh, the Florida Turnpike has a lot of those. You wouldn't know because you went to Miami last weekend and took the Bright Line. Very fancy. I got to do my review still. Jake says Jake's mad that I disparage Galveston. I'm kidding, Jake. Is he from Galveston? No, he's from Houston. So why does he care about Galveston? I don't know. I lived in Houston. Nobody minded making fun of Galveston. If you make fun of Yonkers, I'm not going to be upset. And I didn't live in Yonkers. The only Yonkers I know is where the hillbillies lived in Hello, Dolly, where they're like, whoa, yeah. you live way out there There's in this hick town. of yeah. Yonkers, Barnaby. <laughs> yeah. That's where most people know Yonkers from, yeah. Um, so here are the remaining Rainforest Cafe location. You ready for that? Yeah. Disney World Animal Kingdom. Yep. Disney Springs. One of those is better than the other. Do you know which one is better? Um, I'm going to say Animal Kingdom. I like the Animal Kingdom one. You know, people disparage Rainforest Cafe. Look, some of Good them bar. have some of them have inedible food. I happen to like, like, I think the Disney ones cook the food correctly. I like the pastelaya. I've always liked the pastelaya. I do miss, I do miss the dishes that existed when I started going to Rainforest Cafe, though. The coconut chicken tenders. They were like coconut shrimp, but they were chicken tenders. Mm -hmm. They were unbelievable. They were so good. I have never gone to another one of the greatest culinary experiences since. in history. No, but they were just so good. It's, you don't go to Rainforest Cafe because they change your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But what I liked about Rainforest when I was a kid was the food was good enough. It was a fun atmosphere. It was just a fun time, you know. And I think people disparage Rainforest and themed restaurants. Look, there's something to be said for experiencing culture. But there's something to be said for having to go and have fun for an hour at a themed restaurant. It's it's not lowbrow. It's just sometimes it's fun to go do fun things. I like the T-Rex Cafe. And as far as yeah. I know, it's the only one left, right? I don't there like was, their food as much. They opened uh, – There's only pl two. Place in Kansas City, there was the only other T-Rex Cafe and the only other Raglan Road. I think they're yeah. both closed now at the, in Kansas City. Right. Uh, Landry's also did another thing called Aquarium. I don't think they ever built more of them, but they built essentially an aquarium yeah. version of, of uh, T-Rex and Rainforest. And I always wanted to see that. But I've, Animal Kingdom, I've interrupted. Disney yeah, we need Springs, more of these. Sawgrass Mills. I've been okay, to that I've one. I've been to that one. So I've been to all three of these so far. Have you been to all three of those so far? Yes. All right. I have not had a meal at all of them, but I've probably oh, had a drink count. at all. Of them. Opry Mills. I've been to Opry Mills. I don't one. recall going to the Rainforest Cafe. Either. Okay. These are places I have to That's go in Nashville. my life now. Yeah. Galveston. Galveston with a with a riverboat. Atlantic City, New Jersey. I've been to that one. Nope, I've not been. I've been to Atlantic City. I've, I don't know that I've been to Rainforest Cafe. I, think I was, was a kid. I think I was gambling when I went to Atlantic City. City. So, yeah, well, I was a kid. My Back when they had nice like, What are we going to, you know, the, they were like, well, we got to entertain him yeah. somehow. I think we went to, there was a Warner Brothers studio store. That was one way we, I was entertained. Those were the best, by the way. Uh, and also a Rainforest Cafe. Katie Mills, Texas. I've been there, but not to Rainforest Cafe. My personal favorite of all the Rainforest Cafes still in existence, the Menlo Park Mall in New Jersey. Okay. Love that one. That, that one has a personal. That's where I signed up for my Landry Select card. Oh, look at you. It's where we used to go. We used to go out to pin trading in central New, New Jersey. Central Jersey Disney pin traders, look them up. They still exist. John Rick and the gang, they do a great job. If you want to go trade Disney pins with people. And then we'd go eat on the way out or the way back. We'd go yeah. eat at the Menlo Park Mall Rainforest Cafe. Grapevine Mills, Texas. I've been to Grapevine. They have a. They have, just so you know, a lot in Texas. Uh, they have a like the um, the Gaylord Palms. There's the Gaylord Texan there. I stayed there a couple years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. 
good barbecue place there called Heart Eight. Anyway, please okay, uh, Grapevine Mills, Texas. Is that that's all the Mills places? Let me guess. Potomac Mills and DC of, has yeah, it. Right. Right? Um, Great Lakes Crossing, Michigan. Okay. San Antonio, Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, Niagara Falls. Okay. Not been that one. Ontario. Ontario is a big place. It just says Ontario. It's 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 Niagara Falls the other side because it's okay. four nine one five Clifton Hill Niagara Falls. Yeah, Niagara Falls. Yeah. Uh, Gurney Mills, Illinois. The Mall of America still has their Rainforest Cafe. Arizona Mills. You're right about the Mills. Yeah. Yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. We did not go to the Rainforest Cafe. Where in Vegas is the Rainforest Cafe? Three seven one seven South Las Vegas Boulevard. It's, it can't be a standalone, right? It's got to be in like the Rio or something. No, that's we also didn't go to the Taco Bell Cantina. I want to go to I've Taco Bell Cantina, man. I need the it's alcoholic amazing. Baja Blast. It's right there by um, uh, Planet Hollywood. I've gotten way off topic. Ontario Mills, California. I've been to that one. Paris, France. I've been to that one. Okay, so the the uh, Rainforest Cafe there looks like it's at Planet Hollywood where their mall is. Okay, yeah. I got it now. San Giljan, Malta. That's probably the weirdest one to go to. Tokyo, Japan. Mm-hmm. Maihama, Oriyasu, Shichiba. That is, that's uh, Xperia. Yep. Uh, Dubai and Abu Dubai. Abu Dhabi. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> Abu Dubai. <laughs> that's what I get for being on four hours of sleep today. Wow. Abu Dubai. <laughs> but let's end this episode. Is that I clearly it? Is that need, the last one? That's it. I clearly need sleep. Uh, plus I the audience has to be tired of hearing about the Rainforest note Cafe. Of Abu Dubai. Um, that's actually Abu's last name from Aladdin. I don't know if you knew that. That's <laughs> yeah. Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> Abu Dubai. All right. Abu well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> well, we'll see you next time. Uh, every Tuesday, 10 a.m. Yeah. And uh, Wigs, stick around. We'll chat with you a little bit after yeah. we're done. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Abu Dubai. Goodbye. <laughs>